Stag. Man and his amazing friends. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has finally come for us to talk about Absolute Carnage, issue number one. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Stegman and his amazing friends. We're here with the Venom, I'm sorry, Absolute Carnage, boys. Hey, Donnie, you're here with us this week. Hi, I'm number one amazing friend. Yes, amazing friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amazing friend of who? Ryan Stegman. Hey, Ryan. Hi. So, some <laughs> might call Donnie a co-host, but... Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, it'd be like if uh, Conan's sidekick, Andy, was on, like, uh, Mondays and Thursdays of the yeah, show. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It didn't... It was, like, super low energy and didn't contribute a whole lot. <laughs> you know? Super useful. Guys, everyone's been waiting for it. We're finally going to get into our breakdown of uh, Absolute Crunch number one, the director's commentary here. Um, Absolute Carnage number one is a massive epic, a blistering 60 pages, as uh, people have been calling it. And so we're going to separate it into a couple of uh, different episodes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But right now, we just want to get the ball rolling. People have been waiting. So let's just dig right in, shall we? Yeah. Well, this is the first episode that we've, you know, that Ryan and I have done uh, in this capacity since the book came out, right? Is that right, yeah. Ryan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the episode so, where we spoke with Frank fucking Thierry, took yeah. some questions. Oh, it had just Twitter. come yeah. out then, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we had um, the beautiful Joe Casada on, which was a wonderful conversation. Um, and um, and then you guys did a mailbag episode without me in which Ryan told fans that I hate the character Kane, to which I uh, was endlessly fucking hounded about on Twitter. Were you really? No idea. Oh, God, yes. Oh, and I had wow. no idea where it was coming from. I was like, what is happening? Why am I being, <laughs> like, why are people yelling at me? For the record, Stegman's talking wildly out of his ass. None I of those just, You happen. scoffed at me when I said I asked you to put him in the book. I scoffed at you because I don't like you contributing ideas. <laughs> I just want you to fucking do as you're told and fucking draw, monkey. <laughs> Shit. Um, but it had nothing to do with Kane. It's just you. Yeah, okay. I, I get that. I get yeah, that. right. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, I I think I can speak for Ryan right now when I say that the response to Absolute Carnage number one has been uh, unreal. Um, yes, absolutely. At, at the time of this recording, uh, Absolute Carnage number two dropped yesterday. Um, also, uh, thank you guys so much for all the love on that one. Um, we warned you guys we were going to start to drop bodies. Um, and as Ryan said on Twitter, that there's sometimes fates worse than death, um, as we've now seen with Miles and Matt Gargan, Scorpion. Whoops, is... spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, these are spoilers. <laughs> Here's spoilers. It's out. Um, Miles has gotten taken by the um, by the Carnage symbiote, uh, dragged off into the abyss, and uh, Matt Gargan is paralyzed, um, which is a drag, you know. And uh, none of these things will ever be reversed. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Permanent. Uh, yeah, I, I think probably they're just gonna probably not publish Miles books anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably over. They they're gonna cancel like the Spider Verse sequels, you know. It's yeah. not gonna be in other mediums. They're just <laughs> Miles no, Morales. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sincerely, thank you guys so much, and a special shout out to Midtown Comics for hosting Ryan and I um, for the biggest signing in the world. Um, Ryan and I actually like no shit uh, broke the record. For, uh, how many people came? We signed for, and that was uh, with cutting the line off too. Yeah, and we cut it off because we were just—it was insane. Uh, we signed for five and a half hours, um, and everyone was just awesome. And you guys are so sweet. And we are sorry that the AC was out. 
Um, we, we weren't felt, felt about it either. But uh, <laughs> and it poured rain. It was pouring rain outside. And like Ryan and I were walking over to the signing. We were like, man, I bet I bet no one's gonna show up, dude, because like it's pouring rain. Like I wouldn't go out in the rain to see Ryan if he was on my front door. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, a line wrapped around the block like three times. Um, is so incredibly humbling and um, uh, it's it's a it's an honor. So thank you guys, and I'm uh you know on behalf of the whole team, I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying it. I'd like to say to everybody that um. The signing was miserable. It was a lot of work. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> well, Ryan was doing fifty dollar uh, sketches. Yeah, we had to cut covers. that off. And like an hour into it, I was like, "Dude, you gotta stop fucking drawing. You have yeah. to." And I was also offering fifty dollar sketches, and people would hand me a blank variant and give me a fifty dollar bill. I'd be like, "Oh, what do you want me to draw?" And they'd be like, "Oh no, could you just pass that?" To the <laughs> I'm his assistant now. That's cool. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It's been amazing. Uh, Ryan and I are still very hard at work on this one. Uh, Ryan's uh, uh, rounding third base on issue four. I'm um, uh, going into issue five. Um, everything's looking good. So more absolute carnage on the way. Um, but for right now, let's talk about this crazy thing, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, absolute carnage number one. Let me uh, let me say first off, off sure. uh, this um, opening chapter page. Do we know the name of the guy that, that designed this? Uh, uh, well, it looks like um, production and design was Anthony Gambino. Uh, okay. Logo design was Joe Frontier. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that that right. Um, so I think we have those those two guys too. This was a surprise to us. We had yeah. we had the the chapter titles, but we saw these and uh, we were completely blown away by them. So thanks to whoever did that in the bullpen, if you're listening. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, the, this was in the script. I mean, people who got the the director's cut on Comicsology can see it in the script. Like I say, like oh, let's do these chapter pages and like it, maybe like this would be a cool idea. Maybe, maybe this, you know. And they turned these in. They're just so fucking cool. I mean, it really hits the horror tone just like immediately right mm -hmm. and like the red the red creeps down on every chapter page um and starts to make a spiral pattern on it it's so it's just so cool it's very well well done so um i think today we're going to be uh going over chapter one which is called the bleeding king um and it begins on this kind of a montage page um which i i think ryan just crushed um you, you can see there's a um like a uh, uh, already on this first page, uh, like spider webs all over it and shit, right? Um, or was that meant to be symbiotes? Yeah, Jewish? but I think Frank chose that it to color it that way because it it tied it together better. And I was, you know, sometimes well, it foreshadows Spider-Man going right, yeah, after it, right for sure. Um, see, Frank's always doing stuff like that. Like Frank's like a better storyteller than we are. Um, so here we get like a little montage scene, a little background on on. On the null of it all, our big, big bad threat, right? Um, and kind of goes over these things. I wanted to do this um, in the script, these first like three pages. I wanted to do right up top for anybody who hasn't been reading the series, um, because I wanted you to be able to get into it and have fun and be able to follow along. Because I, I know that I have, um, you know, over the 30 plus years that I've been reading comics. Sometimes you go into an event and uh, writers can just assume that you've um, been following along and you know, and you know all these things. And so 
right away, I know it's a little bit of like a info dump, um, but uh, I felt like we had to do it. Um, and so oh, I think the- it was really smart to do it. Mm-hmm. I well, think I think that the the coolest thing for me is how how amazing is it that we created a character like six or eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And he's opening up an event at Marvel now. Right. Like yeah, he's yeah. on the fr- he's on the first page. Yeah. And you know, I think it's great because and we had some people bring this up to us in the mailbag episode in that, you know, because it's so big, right? It's 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 bigger than just the Venom title now. Um, that people are going into absolute carnage, not having some t- some not having read Venom, mm-hmm. uh, and then they kind of get this backstory, and that's nice. And I think it also pushes them to go read Venom, which some people were saying. That's my uh, favorite thing that's happened. That they from did. This. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of I've never seen that really happen before. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's you know I think that if we did do this in the pages of Venom, uh, we wouldn't have had that same reaction because you know they if they weren't already picking up Venom, they're not going to start picking up Venom. So this was right. Pretty smart move by somebody. I don't know. <laughs> well, I I think it's cool that like I I like to think like people who maybe haven't been reading our book uh, for this time or maybe weren't like big Venom fans or anything like that have maybe picked this up and been like, wait, what the fuck is happening in that book? Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. gods and shit? Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so that's fun. And I um, I wanted to kind of, I, I feel like the, I feel like I'm really proud of the, of the opening line of our event, which is, okay, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. Things are about to get really fucking bad. And it's yeah. a, a promise that we keep uh, all the way through this. Um, so th- this was really just the opening page, uh, really me being like, hey, pay attention. I have got to tell you some weird shit before we go play, right? Yeah, you used um, that as the vehicle to tell the story. Well, really, he used um, uh, his son, right? right. Like, he's the, the conduit by which... Well, what's great about um, uh, Dylan Brock, right? Is that um, we, for the first time in Venom's history, we have a um, a POV character to walk in and be able to ask things because um, mm-hmm. everyone, Spider-Man, and uh, everyone who's ever been around Eddie, uh, they're all there, like they're all hip to it and everything. Mm-hmm. But then, now we have a character who can walk in and go like, "What's a symbiote? Like, what is a codex?" You know, and so it's just really helpful um, to have that. Uh, kind of audience uh, stand-in character there, right? Um, and so on these first three three pages, I if you read my script, I don't I don't panel anything in this. Um, I think on the first oh, yeah, page, it was three panels. I said I wanted empty black panel up top, empty black panel on bottom, and then just mm-hmm. a big design thing. And then pages two and three was just a big design thing. I was like, let's let's hit everyone who's ever worn a symbiote, um, or for you know for the most part, right? Um, right. And then like show the codex um, uh, and what that really looks like, and then um, I think that last. Uh, so like on these big design pages, for anyone who's interested in like the kind of the craft on this stuff, um, I do these a lot with Ryan. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys have uh, seen that, but I, I open a lot of issues that I'm doing with Ryan on, on these kind of big design montagey things. Um, a because uh, I I do that with Ryan because I can trust Ryan. We've been working together for so long um, that I know he's just going to nail it. He's going to get all the information in there. And really, me trying to panel it out is just going to be a waste of time, right? Um, mm-hmm. And also, uh, because he's fucking good at it. Like, these things look beautiful. Like, the, the design sense here and everything is just awesome. Yeah, if we're talking um, about one through three, yeah. Yeah. 
the, I was so hyped to do two and three because um, there's the this weird thing that Joe Mad used to do, uh, one of my favorite artists ever, mm-hmm. where he could do this thing where he would overlap characters and they'd all be different sizes, even though, but they their sizes weren't relative to each other. Okay. How how this is, and uh, so I I just wanted to do exactly that. Here. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's it came out really nice, and I, I think that a younger version of me would have had a lot of trouble doing this. But you know, you you got me at the right time in my career. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Um, this this image of this DNA strand with the codex all through it that came directly from our retreat. Do you remember that, Ryan? Um, it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was Nick Lowe in the room who was like. Um, we're gonna want to see that. Like we're gonna we're gonna want to see what that really looks like. And Ryan was just like, "Yeah, I have an idea." And Ryan just like quickly sketched up this, um, you know, a uh, 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 DNA strand with like, um, you know, a, a symbiote kind of wrapped in and out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you uh, sketching that out. Um, this last shot on this is my favorite shot of this whole spread. Is is Null and Carnage connected and how Frank. Like goes from that red into that black and shit. Yeah, like the, the the book is really well color coded um, mm-hmm. from from like our our three main principles uh, and the entire Venom run. Eddie, uh, Eddie, Noel, and Carnage all have like their distinct kind of vibe. Uh, in fact, if you look at uh, as Brian and I did at this signing, we saw a lot of Venom no- number ones. And absolute carnage number ones together, and it's cool if you look at them. Ryan and I uh, designed those so that they're companion pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's, there's like um, you know lightning and rain, and it's like very blue and black, and then the abs- and he's like perched right, and there's mm-hmm. a big um, gargoyle right, and if you look at the absolute carnage one, it's the exact same configuration, but a, like a red, like a dark red sun. And it's all dark, and he's perched on a grave. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll be doing one more of those um, that'll kind of complete the trilogy of those images. Well, sweet. Yeah, I remember Frank saying he wanted he wanted to go real red with the color, like real hot with the colors in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which he does. You know, he 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 goes back and forth between the cool colors and the, mm-hmm. the warm colors. But he kept saying, uh, "I don't think they'll let me do it though." And I just kept saying, Frank, just do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, no one's that, ever given you a note. <laughs> yeah, we always we always like what you do, and so yeah. yeah, he 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 really leaned into the to the red of it all. Yeah, I love it. That's you great. can look at the like the like from the first page is dark and like um you know there's like browns in there and like it's not it's it's kind of muted because Noel is like this super dark character and then you turn the page and it just explodes mm-hmm. and then turning into into page four. You see how muted it gets again, because now we're in reality. Now we're in the in the thick of it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Frank does this thing that I've always loved that he does in this book is he puts textures on the white and the borders, mm-hmm. and it makes it look like a like a a worn comic. And yeah, it makes it look yep. kind of dirty, you know. Which like that's not something you would do if you were doing a Spider-Man book, right? Mm-hmm. But like Spider-Man's world is very bright and and and, um, and daytime and cheery. But mm-hmm. Frank knows that in doing this book, you want it to feel grimy. Yeah. You know, you want it to feel hot and sticky and, you know, um, 
like that rain's not refreshing. It's fucking hot and it stinks and it's fucking, it's fucking sucks, you know? Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, going into uh, New York City now, um, and then and, and then we all die. Um, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dylan, uh, just if you look at like the past like three weeks of this kid's life, this is <laughs> this kid has the worst fucking luck of all time. Like Carl was beating him, you know, um, and uh, he came to Eddie uh, for help. And Eddie certainly got away from his dad, but he's like, well, but now you might be killed by an elder god. Um, and there's uh, a man trying to hunt and kill all of us. Um, so, yeah, it's going pretty well for Dylan Brock. Um, there's a line in here um, on page five. I'm sorry. Did you want to talk about Ford all, bud? Well, real quick, I want to ask something. Does anybody know if when it rains in New York City, if the pigeons hide or if they, <laughs> if they just, just walk embrace around? It. It? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they hide. Yeah, I, I was wondering that. But also, the coolest thing, and Frank does it throughout the whole series, is this ground effect that he does with the rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't draw that, you know? Wait, really? You didn't draw that? I drew, like, um, like rain splatters. So it was just like this, and it was sort of fading. Uh-huh. Um, and he went in, he kind of eradicated what I did, which is fine because it looks incredible. And then he does this, like, lit ground that is just oh, wow. so atmospheric and it, it just adds so much to it mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome i had no idea yeah this, look at this, it through, um, throughout the other pages too wow oh yeah on page five you can see it in the background on the yeah. fourth panel wow dude that's crazy i had no idea um do you do you does this sign above eddie's head on page four say anything um page four. Oh no he did that oh so really maybe it does and maybe it says something that he put Looks uh, like I never asked him. I always I always search over your pages for you hiding things. There's, There's a, a hidden thing in this in this issue that Marvel made us blur out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll we'll, story when we get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it when we when we. Did I tell one. you why I said that? Why it said that? What the Jim Toe thing? Yeah. Uh no, I don't know what it says. It says okay. Uh, all right, okay. I'll, I'll, let, let's just skip forward to it real quick. Where yeah, yeah. So in in in, in chapter two, the godson in the diner on page um, it's the second page of of chapter two. Um, Dylan is reading a magazine or a comic book. He has yeah. headphones on, and uh, if you look closely, the cover has been blurred out, but it is Guardians of the Galaxy number one mm-hmm. by me and Jeff Shaw. Uh, but on the back, you can see some writing that's kind of is like super blurred out, and all I know. Is that it said Jim Toe is a or something, or something like that? Is a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason was I was we were on, well Jim Toe is a comic book artist. He's working on uh, some stuff. For, he's done some Spider-Man, Deadpool. Um, oh. He's a friend of mine. We were talking on Skype with a with you know our Skype crew that all draws comics. Um, and I was drawing that page, and somebody brought up that that. Just at that time, somebody in New York had been found mummified in their apartment, and they had just been in there for years or something. Holy shit. And uh, then we were talking about Jim, and he lives by himself. And so we were all (laughs) telling him he was going to become a mummy, and nobody was going to know, and just, like, you know, breaking his balls. But then I just just threw that on there. And it's actually – so my friend Ryan Lee has a book out called Mountainhead. 
oh, that yeah. came out this week. That's awesome. And uh, in that book, he has a, a poster in the room that says Jim Toe in The Mummy or something like that. So. <laughs> Jim Toe, also of uh, Youngblood fame. Is that right? Yep. 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 Also has a super sweet ride. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that's a, What's he that, driving? He's driving a Corvette. Yeah. <sighs> He well, he's embracing that fucking sweet, sweet young blood life, son. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. got to. Yeah, um, it's extreme. He's it's super extreme, bro. Um, this line on page five, uh, uh, panel two, um, where he says, um, uh, where Eddie says he, he's the worst ser- serial killer to ever walk the earth. He, a, a body count only dictators and plagues can dream of. That comes uh, right from Ryan. Um, Ryan walked into this, and yes, I'm eating Tic Tacs again. Oh, they're um, back. They're back, baby. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be so fucking mad at me again. Um, no, Ryan showed up to the retreat, having done, honestly, more research than I had. Um, Ryan had, like, gotten to the bottom and, like, found out, like, a like a, uh, a, a somewhat decent, uh, somewhat accurate count of how many, how many people Cleus has ever killed. And it's like, like a hundred thousand people or some kind of yeah, shit, shit, right? <laughs> yes. There's so many fucking people he's 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 killed, and so we started talking about it, and we we're like, yeah, this like Cleus Cassidy is the greatest murderer, like even before he became Carnage, like he's the world. It's I don't know why he wasn't put to death. Um, yeah, they keep they keep giving him chances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really bad idea, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna work, work out. Although guys. I guess he did, he was like dead in space for a while, so they did yeah. as much as they could to get rid of him. And then I brought him back, so I yeah. guess I'm part of the problem. Right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say in this last thing. Um, I remember talking about this page with Ryan the day before the summit, um, and I was um, I was talking about Eddie Brock walking into Times Square. And seeing um, uh, his face on every on everything, and Ryan was like Times Square, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, like like that, because we were just turning around Times Square and we, like walked right. into it right as we, I was saying this. I was like, oh shit, yeah, whoa, we're here. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, th- there's a there's a little beat that'll pay off later in this issue. Uh, I have one idea, but I hate it, so it might be the best one. Um, that'll come back here in a little bit. I like um, this ad at the very top you've put in here, Ryan, for soap. Just at the very top of this building. <laughs> just, just a just nice says soap. soap. It does. Soap <laughs> says soap. Yeah, the, Lewis I, Bank. I'll give you. Yeah, that's Devin. That's our editor. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Harry is my son. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. his name's on there. Um, Jones, if you notice in the upper left, yes, um, it says Jones, and it's a pig eating a hamburger. That's okay. because my friend. Uh, his last name is Jones, and he was texting me, calling me a fat ass while I was working on this because we were we were like fighting over, I can't remember why, and so I I drew that in there and then said you're forever immortalized as a pig now, and then uh, and then a wads it, it says a wads like the Coca Cola sign kind of. What is that says? Okay. Yeah, there. Uh, that's a friend of mine. He lives down the street. So and he's like a. So I live in, you know, a suburban place in a subdivision. Um, not many comic book fans around, but when he found out I was a comic book artist, he was super into it. So he picks up all the issues and everything. And so I wanted to get him a shout out in there. 
I think it's really cool that you put your friends' names in the books. Um, I, I feel like you and I are friends, but... Um, my wife's refilling my wine right now, guys. Huh? Yeah, She's going to get drawn into the book for this. Yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone gets something but old Donnie. And I the actually, boys. My, my name was actually put into... Um, uh, Josh Kassara did um, Venom number... I think he's 11, and um, there's like like this trippy like Josh loves to hide like uh, Venom creator names like there's a um, there's like a parking sign that says no parking except for Stegman or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? No, uh, I I didn't notice that. Everyone gets like a there's like a McFarland thing and like a you know a David Michelini thing, um, and then mine that they t- ended up taking out was they're going into a hospital. And the name above this ward is the um, the Kate's uh, Children's Cancer Ward. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I, I appreciate it, but um, I don't know. So- I, uh, I will say you did get your name in here. When I put the Guardian, it said at the top of the Guardians of the Galaxy That's issue that they put out, Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw. So. That's right. That's right. Um, he didn't draw <laughs> us into this book, you know. By the end of this thing, you and I got to be like on Fine. the street. Thing. Fine, Ryan. If you could have Carnage kill me and Ethan, uh, that'd be fantastic. That's the way I want to go out. So can we just write that in, Donnie? <laughs> issue yeah, four. Yeah, Griffin and Ethan walk into frame. They are immediately slaughtered. We Goodbye, should just boys. we should just repeatedly have them killed. <laughs> we just keep Dude, coming. Anytime back. we need some bodies to fucking drop, we'll just put these guys in there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're in this, um, you know, Times Square here. And, um, uh, so yeah, on, um, on, on page four or yeah, uh, no, uh, what is it? Four, five, six, uh, standing in Times Square here. Um, I, uh, I really thought we were going to get, uh, yelled at for this line of, um, <laughs> we're Dylan saying, who's Lee Price? And Eddie goes, no one. And just moves along. Because <laughs> I, I really thought that like Nick Lowe was gonna be like, dude, stop shitting on Lee Price. Yeah. That's <laughs> our like, favorite thing I'm, to do. And honestly, I wasn't shitting on Lee Price here. This was just that's how Eddie would respond to that. Like he wouldn't have time to explain who this dude is and all this stuff and everything. Um, and I genuinely didn't mean it as like a shot. But I know that some people on Twitter heard it as a shot, but mm-hmm. I mean we already killed him, so and so, yeah, so this whole sequence, um, Eddie running, there's a kind of a, a, a shadowy man in a fedora behind them, following them, um, running and trying to grab them, and they run down into, this, into the subway, and this next page is um, something that I've, I've literally been talking to Ryan about for like a year and a half, two years, whatever the hell, the, the scene where we first see Cletus. Right. I remember telling you a long time ago on our first phone call that he was going to push Eddie in front of a train. Um, because this is, as anyone knows, a an homage to um, um, Web of Spider-Man. I, I, I want to say number 18. He, someone's going to check me on that. Um, from 1986. Um, one of you guys... I'm looking it up. I think that's right. Um, which is um uh, widely considered to be the first quote unquote appearance of venom um because um in that issue spider-man is staying on a, on a subway platform and a hand just 
pushes him right into it. And I remember reading that comic as a kid and just being like, that is so unbelievably scary. Um, yep. It's something you never saw in comics. Yeah, that's web number 18. Web, web, web number 18 from 1986? Fucking crushed mm-hmm. it, dude. So good. <laughs> um, unbelievable. Um, it was so scary at the time because it's it's something that shouldn't be able to happen, right? You're not supposed to be able to sneak up on Peter, right? Um, so I'm trying to eat my Tic Tacs away from the microphone. Um, and so anyway, it like burned a hole in my head when I saw it as a kid. And actually, if you go back and look at that art, it is a lady's hand that pushes it in front of the train. Because at the time, the plan was that Venom was going to be a female character. And so if you look back, it is very clearly a lady's hand. Um, but that is uh, the first appearance of Eddie Brock. So on this one, I wanted to do the same thing. Um, they're kind of framed in a, in a similar way. Um, Cletus back there looking insane. If you, if you look really closely at Cletus, he has uh, red spirals in his eyes uh, instead of pupils, which I always quite liked. Um, you want to say anything about this page, bro? No. Didn't it... I thought that the the newspaper at one point looked like it said die, bro. It still does. Because it... Well, it was cropped, but it says I B R O. Yeah. Because it's Eddie Brock. But if you mm-hmm. crop it even more, Eddie's Brock, if you chop the ends off both, is die, bro. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, I love the sound effect uh, that we have here shoved. when they're shoved. <laughs> yeah, shoved. yeah that's what a shove sounds like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shoved. I always, that's one of my favorite things, like, like clever onomatopoeias and stuff, like punching someone and it says fart. Ryan. <laughs> I did that in a uh, piece I did for another book. Dan Johnson does that all the time. It's just like the word will be kick. Or yeah. like kick you on the face and shit. I love it. Um, so yeah, I like this. I, I, I like this sequence a lot. It's really um, scary and cool. And um, the, the G-Man back there kind of like collapsing into a symbiote is great. Um, and I gotta say, I probably rewrote this because you know Eddie and the symbiote have been um, separated for at this point uh, five or six months, real time, um, like, like our time because the War of the Realms uh, tie-ins came in. Uh, oh, I guess it wasn't probably not that. Well, yeah, about four months, right? Um, and so their reunion um, is this. You know, we can turn to the double page spread, um, which is an homage to uh, our ourselves. Own ourselves uh we we were like we got to outdo the big rig in the first issue um so let's do this one we're gonna do another one of these uh and i don't i don't know what it you had an idea for it like what's the escalation from big rig to subway train it's gotta be an airplane but yeah it's like f-16 jet or something something like that um but i wrote and wrote and wrote this captioning um ending up, it was at points very long and other times more pointed, but I really, I'm I'm happy that I went with you, no, us. I think it's, it was, and then um, um, uh, Clayton's choice to make that us huge. Yeah, that that is really cool. Awesome. He does that twice in this. Um, He like accentuates captions and like blows them up to like really, really big. Which is not something I ever see in comics. You know, you don't ever see them make that a caption like bigger to like emphasize it. And so it's something I think we're gonna do more of. I think uh, that 
that's what we lucked out with in this in this whole team is everybody's a good storyteller. Yeah, and everyone's and they're uh, invested in the story. Yeah, and I think everyone is um, in a place on this book where everyone knows that they're trusted, mm-hmm. and so we can experiment. You know, we can like take chances and like play with things, and we know that like all of us on the team will be like, well, yeah, let's fucking try it. Who cares? You know, let, yeah. let's let's see what that you know looks like. How many people did we decide died when Eddie <laughs> stopped, or the, when Venom stopped this uh, train? Oh, I mean, hundreds of people were dead on this train. Yeah, that's really quickly uh, glossed over. That the symbiote does save Eddie, uh, but uh, like that's not how Spider-Man would have saved that. Oh, saw that. that <laughs> I remember in the room when we were talking about this, uh, uh, Nick was like, "Well, wait, what about all the people on that train?" And I was like, Whoops. "It was empty." It was empty. It was a test run, the test train. Um, but again, like you know, you're just writing to, to the characters, little things like that. That like honestly, like you couldn't get away with that in a Spider-Man book, you know. Mm-hmm. But Eddie's a fuck up, you know. Eddie makes mistakes, um, and now a lot of people are orphaned. Um, and so, uh, you know, we go with um, uh, this little sequence of them talking to each other and Eddie being like, I can't. And I can't commit to this relationship again, and I can't like you lied to me, you did all this stuff, blah blah blah. And but there's really there's there's no time. There's no time for any of this shit, you know, because um, the symbiote knows what's coming. Eddie knows what's you know coming, and it's uh it's 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 not time to talk. Um, and then the, there's these there's these pigs come in, man. Um, it starts to smell like bacon up in this subway terminal. From. Oh, the pigs! Yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, what? Here, um, we. I love and respect police officers. Um, I do that to Aaron all the time. Where I'm like, you see that? There's a pig over there. <laughs> like, Stop it! Um, what was that meme? Fifty feral hogs or whatever. Fifty oh, wild yeah. hogs oh, yeah. entered the the train station. Um. So I do like this moment where Eddie tells. Uh, Eddie tells this kid to go with the cops. He's like, you're safer with the cops than you are me. You know? Um, and he, he's like starting to act like a dad more. You know? Like, if you, if you, like, I've, I've started to write him like getting more in that role. Um, like, in this moment here where he, he's, he's, he's like, damn it, don't argue with me. You know? It's something that Ryan says to his kids all the time. Um, you're right, you're right. Can I tell a funny story about a bunch of kids? Yeah, sure. I was watching these little animals uh, when we were in um, uh, Connecticut, and um, Harry was it Harry who got the the Funko Pop box? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about right now? Uh uh-uh. uh. He opened a Funko. He had a Venom Pop and a Funk like a Funko Pop, and he took the box out, and he. Um, I was just watching this happen, like sitting next to Ryan, like ten feet feet away. Um, and he got the box and he, um, it was empty and he farted into the box and and gave it to Oliver. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) And then Oliver opened it and was like, oh man, come on. I was like, that's cool. (laughs) Yes, that absolutely happened. Brilliant kids. Um, 
They never really warmed up to me. I was really hoping that by the end of it, we were going to be best friends. What are you talking about? Harrison, Harrison, I told you he would, he would, he would only refer to you as Donny Cates oh, yeah, when you weren't right. around. And he'd yeah, always be yeah. like, where do you think Donny Cates is right now? <laughs> that's fantastic. I love those boys, man. They're good boys. Yeah. Uh, well, they're pretty bad, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I just I'm this is like Eddie's like paternal instincts will will show up every now and then. And he's not great at it, he's still learning how to do it, but his his like instant um uh, instinct to protect this kid. So I remember um in Venom number eight or nine or something like that, it opens up on Eddie in the diner with his kid, and the first page of it is just like like last week I fought a god and a dragon and all this stuff, and he's like and and like Dylan's just like asking incessant things like over and over again, and um, Eddie goes, but but here I am like looking into the face of this child, and all I can think about is how much I miss that goddamn dragon, right? Because <laughs> he's just like so put out with his kid, and mm -hmm. everyone online, like the, the, the people that hate us, were like Eddie loves kids, like he would never say this. I was like, okay, there's a big difference between loving kids and having to be around a kid. Yeah, right? th that's, yes, absolutely. Yeah, like <laughs> I have heard you and, and Aaron both, like you guys love your kids, obviously, but I have heard you and every other parent friend of mine be like, these fucking assholes are driving me insane. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we, we, we took them to New York uh, for that signing and uh, that I did, and within minutes of that first day, we were like, this was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like Eddie. Yes, Eddie protects children and loves children. It is right. a very different thing to have to care for a child full time. It right. is a perfectly reasonable and healthy emotion to have to be fucking annoyed by them, mm -hmm. but still willing to take a bullet for them, right? Um, and so, like, you see it, like, when as soon as Eddie falls onto the train tracks, look at what he does. He puts his body over this kid. You know, like they're both gonna die, but like his just his his instincts just like kick in with this kid. Um, mm -hmm. And then we get the big train sequence of which the um, sound effect is scunch. Mm -hmm. uh, the only sound effect that would ever make sense. If you I really love... look at that, like I took up w one half of a page <laughs> with the sound effect. I love uh, and Ryan, I mentioned this after I, after I read the issue, but just how just cartoony and gnarly. Uh, Venom's teeth are on yeah. that splash. It's just oh, yeah. so good. I love that. Yeah, yeah I, I really. Went, I went for it there. Yeah, you really blow it out when he's like, when he's. It was like that's 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 how some some people in the past have drawn Eddie and the symbiote together, mm -hmm. right? But we have a very clear delineation about like that's what the symbiote looks like, and that's what Eddie looks like, and together they look like our version of it, right? Right. Um, so I'm glad that we got to see this um, kind of like. Joe, Maddie, Larceny, kind of cartooned version. Yeah. It's awesome, you know. And then um, the train behind them explodes. Um, and then our boy is there. Uh, mm -hmm. Our big, uh, big red, baby. He's here. He's uh, so cute. So adorbs. And he's like a little salamander. Um, yeah, so he busted through that train. I love the idea that Cletus Cassidy hung out down on the subway train, waited for Eddie to come down there, pushed him in front of a train, and then went and got on the train just to bust out to the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's such a... Well, that's what's cool about Carnage, though, right, is that he's a serial killer 
So he is very dramatic. He does like to set a stage. He does mm-hmm. like to like set traps and play with people and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's he's it's a it's a theatrical event to kill someone for Cletus Castle. Yes, exactly. He likes to take his time and he really likes to, you know, um like to savor it. So like really you, anything goes with this guy. I will say that this is something that Frank started doing in this issue. I don't think he did in Carnage Born. Um, the choice to make his mouth and his eyes glow is fucking awesome. Yeah, it really is. Because it gives him, it adds to that sort of God aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, it, 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 it separates those two characters even more, right? Right. He's very like blood red and white and, um, and glowing and you know and he's just like pitch black you know um did we when did we decide to give carnage the symbol on his chest that's what i was just thinking uh at the retreat or the summit where we talked about it i when i drew him i was just like i think we were both like yeah let's have because i always wanted carnage to have a chest emblem yeah i didn't know what it should be because it shouldn't be the spider Uh -uh. Um, but now we yeah. have a reason to have him have a chest emblem and it kind of, it's, uh, it's the rug that brought the room together. Right. Well, it's for anyone who, cause you never really get a, like, like a real, cause he's always like hunched and, you know, for people who want to know it in like, and by the way, for people drawing our variants and stuff, um, you guys should know it's not the venom symbol. It's the null symbol. It's the dragon. Right. It's mm-hmm. like the spirally tail on it, but you can't really see it. Cause he's like hunched over and stuff. We should have done a style sheet for it. Um, and then a fight um, breaks out, and Eddie's like, I'm about to finish this comic book right here. This comic book's about to be over right now. Um, and you're sure not. Um, and, I'll say uh, this. The last panel on this page where Carnage backhands Eddie and his head comes off, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite panels. And that's what, like, that's one of those panels where, like, this is, these are the panels that always got me as a kid. Mm-hmm. The one where they're flying back at the camera, you know, mm-hmm. they're hard to pull off. And uh, just, I don't know. I love this one. I, I, th- that was one of the pages where I turned in. I was like, nailed it. You know, I I love the beating his symbiote off of his face, like slapped yeah, him so, so cool. fucking hard his symbiote came off his dope. Um, and I always like to do this um, whenever I can. I like to be very specific about the injuries. Um, we do it in Venom number two when he goes into his chest and like fixes his ribs and his spine and stuff. I think that we sometimes just see these heroes just like banged up and we're like, oh, random ambiguous bruise. But I was like, I want you to know that your brain is hemorrhaging and your orbital socket is broken. Like that shit sucks, you know? And like, it's going to take a while to, to heal. And like, this is a dude who's been hit by the Hulk. This is a guy who's been hit by like um, Juggernaut everything and for a to say i've never been hit that hard in my life is saying something yeah you know um and you'll see i think when you guys read issue three um these side dynamics begin to change this idea that like a symbiote right now is saying you need to run from this you know um these opinions will start to change and then they'll be uh like eddie being gung-ho and the symbiote being like get the fuck away from it will start to kind of as the body count goes up um they start to disagree on what is to be done. Um, so anyway, there's this moment here where he's just like, no, I'm going to get up. I'm, I'm going to fight. I'm going to do this thing that I always do. I'm going to get up and stand my ground. And then the symbiote's the one who re- reminds him, like, hey, man, you got a kid. Like, he's over there screaming for you, you know? Um, this is maybe one of my favorite lines um, 
um, that I got to write in this is uh, Eddie screaming at him uh, just the word burn. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like so out of options, so scared, you know, and it's like w willing to kill himself right now just to end this thing. You know? And the, the there's the the captions again getting larger, yeah. which is so cool. Yeah. And then uh, this next page where he does touch the third rail and electrocutes them both. So my page description for this was just that they both get zapped and like both their symbiotes like freak out. And Ryan, I think we talked about this on a different podcast. Um, Ryan chose the hardest way to draw this. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I love it. It's fucking awesome. But like a direct down shot is crazy. Why did you decide to do it like that? Uh, masochism. Sure. <laughs> um, I I really don't know. I mean, I just I I rem remember trying to go through ways to do it, and in my head, I knew that this was this would be the coolest way to do it and the most like impactful. But I couldn't. Um, I think I tried some other things, and I was just like, I know that that's the right way, and I know it's going to be really hard to design it, but it's got to be that this, you know. So yeah. I awesome. went for it. And uh, and Frank helped it so much with the colors because oh God, the way that yeah. it's blue on one half and uh, red on the other, I mean, that's just incredible. So that it made it so readable. I, the whole time I was doing it, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be readable. I don't know if this is going to work. I, I couldn't. Honestly, you know, I, just I couldn't wasn't figured out. I'm, I've, I've gotten, you know, your pencils are sometimes, I mean, you, you, your pencils are so much easier to read once they come in from Frank. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but all your pencils on this one came in and I was like, man, I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at here. Like the right. pencils for this were, were just so detailed and so crazy. And there's just so much going on. Cause like mm -hmm. some of it is lightning effects. Some of, some of it is symbiote. Some of it is, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. Well, um, he added, I think he added all of that uh, electric shock stuff. Like, I think I drew some of it, but I was probably... Oh, really? Like, over on his hand on the on the rail? You didn't draw those? Like, no, I light... did. I drew some of it, for sure. But but he took it and made it all kind of, like, work. Because yeah. it was... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was really hard to do that page. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I can't imagine, dude. Um a quick thing that I think gets gets lost in this uh, in the panel before this is I do love how gangster Eddie is because he grabs Cletus's lower jaw. It's yeah, such a badass move to grab his uh, just to like shut him up, puts his hand inside of his mouth, and then and then grabs that that rail. And the way Ooh. that his head's coming off, ugh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because like Eddie like rips it off as he's like falling. It's so fucking cool. Um, and whoever drew this is pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty talented. Yeah. Um, and then we have our Simba and Mufasa panel. <laughs> like you have to wake up, Dad. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Eddie wakes up. I mean, like this one's like this is sometimes you know, like Eddie says it at the end of this issue, like don't be like don't be clever, be strong. Like sometimes you need your 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 protagonist to find a really clever elegant solution out of it and sometimes you just gotta fucking like drop a safe on someone you know and this was like the only thing eddie could do and it's just complete happen chance that happenstance that he woke up first you know his whole plan was let's both die and maybe i'll die a little bit less you know which is a very eddie brock thing to do 
Um, and yeah, this this is a kind of a theme that keeps on going through the entire run. Um, Dylan saying, did you kill him? And him saying, no, and I'm not sure I can. Um, you'll see this going through the entire thing of Eddie's insecurities of um, not being able to stop Carnage and what that means. And um, torn between his two so-called children uh, protecting Dylan and trying to kill Carnage, you know? So it really is like daddy issues, the book, right? Because the Venom symbiote's dealing with his kid and Eddie's dealing with his kid, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Must we name it daddy issues? Do you think it would have sold as much if we think, named it daddy issues? I think we should call this podcast that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute daddy issues. Absolute daddy issues, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the, the next page is one of the more creepy things that we've ever done in the book, mm-hmm. um, which is Eddie not being there and the symbiote just like piloting his body for a second because he put him into a coma to get him to heal. Um, that's something that we I don't think anyone's ever done with, with, with the character and something that I kind of assumed would make sense. I think it makes sense. Oh, it makes sense for sure. The, the, this is another Frank moment. It's hard. It's you know. It's hard to. Um, I think that JP is is integral to the team as anybody. But it's okay. hard to uh, to separate what he and I do. But so I I, I keep harping on the things that Frank's doing. But uh, this first panel where it's lighter, right around the characters, uh-huh. highlighting them is so good. Yeah, that is good. And then he's got just so few colors on this page, and the red just stands out yeah. from the blood his so eyes cool. his eyes are like rim lit with red and black and, yeah. red and stuff you know it's awesome um i want to keep on putting dylan in situations that are in- incredibly creepy um and so this is a good one um, mm-hmm. um and also eddie something you don't ever really see eddie as eddie but speaking with venom's voice which mm-hmm. is the black balloons and stuff right um so here so, quick thing about this: these next two pages. Um, this is something that, that Ryan and I talked about a lot. Um, Ryan put the uh, the Peter's apartment number is six one six. For all of our Marvel zombies out there, um, six one six is the universal designation of the Marvel U, uh, where all your your favorite character characters live. Um, this was not in the script. Something that that Ryan did that is awesome, uh, and it's um, it's really sweet, I think, because. We have gone out of our way in the 12 issues leading up to this book of isolating Eddie and putting him in his own. Um, here's my cat. Say hi to my goddamn cat. Hi, cat. Un, unreal. There's your butthole. Okay. All right. All right. So disrespectful. So disrespectful. Okay. Someone's going to go in the microwave. Okay. Um, so. We've been isolating him on purpose because we really we wanted him to be able to stand on his own and not be a Spider-Man guy or you know any of these other things. Give him his own rogues gallery, and so we've wanted to like carve out this like a little um, a piece of Manhattan to be his world. And that world is rainy and it's dreary and it's grimy. Um, and as you see, as soon as we get in here, look at the borders on this panel. You see how they clean up. You see how the the the, the outlines start to get cleaner, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Eddie knocks on the door of the six one six. This is Eddie entering into the in, into the main Marvel U for the first time. He's out of options, right? Um, he opens the door, and something that I one of the things I maybe my favorite thing about this entire issue is when when we turn this page 
into seeing Spider-Man. Look at what's happening outside. The sun comes out because he's not in Eddie's world anymore. It's Eddie's world yep. is nighttime and raining. And like I told you, I didn't even have to tell Frank to do that. He just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 my favorite thing. It's like, and then and then what's cool is I know we're going to stop here, but if you look at the next um, chapter two, the godson, the first thing that you'll see is that it when they're in the diner, um, it is both daytime outside and raining because yeah. now they're in each other's world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? So that's that. That is chapter one. Unless did you want to say anything else, Ryan? Um, I wanted to say uh, thank you, Smelly Much. Uh huh. That's cool. it. Yeah. Steg you very skunks. Yes. Some mm -hmm. profound words from mm -hmm. the Absolute Carnage boys here. Uh, guys, thanks so much for, for joining us this week. We're going to get to chapters two and three in, uh, in the coming episodes here. So right. just hang tight. Um, and uh, Absolute Carnage 2 just dropped. Absolute Carnage 1 going to its fourth printing soon. Um, right. So really awesome stuff happening here, guys. Um, Ryan, Donnie, thank you so much for being on the episode. Thank it's you, Supple show. Griffin. <laughs> Thank you for having us on your show. That's correct. I am Supple Griffin. This is Supple Griffin and his amazing friends. One of my amazing friends being Ethan. He helps me with the show, and he's sitting here being uh, the best rewind boy possible, making sure we don't sound like shit. Hey, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at stegmanandfriends at gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I say Facebook every time, and I thought that I had linked the Instagram and the Facebook so then whenever I post on the Instagram, it'll post to the Facebook. Recently discovered that that is not happening. And so oh. I've been saying, go check out Facebook. Uh, who the fuck is on Facebook anymore? I don't oh, know. But Facebook, if you are, uh, uh, I'll, I'll fix it soon. At Stegman Show. That's our, uh, that's our handle. You can see what's going on with the show and behind scenes stuff there. Uh, and you can tweet at us and tell us that Donny Cates stole something or whatever. Uh, wow. And it'd be great. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> guys thanks so much for joining us we'll see y'all next week for whatever next week is <laughs> love you love you bye